welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com episode 209. We're going to talk about 205 Live, we're going to talk about NXT, we're going to talk about our classic match of the week which was a match from the 1989 Great American Bash and we're going to talk about some other stuff and answer some questions. But before I do all of that, I would like to welcome in the Kyle Fletcher to my Mark Davis Marianne. Hello. What? Aussie Open. Oh. Wow. My goodness. Those are just two really generic white guy names. I mean, Australian names. Yeah. Well. Well, well. that was our show. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for tuning in. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long time. I'm tired. I'm working a new. I'm working like training it for a new part of my job, and it's just like, ugh. Yeah, I hear that. We're uh, we're doing a launch at work right now with a a collaboration with an influencer, and it's uh, pretty crazy times right now. Have you heard of the SpongeBob palette that this one company's putting in that this one company put out? Um, I feel like I might have seen it. It's fucking lit. Hmm, very cool. It's a gr- it's cool. It's a SpongeBob fucking palette. That's so great. But yeah, I'm training. Um, my my our company finally gets like the name and the hours and everything changed in October. Yeah. And um, my I'm not like I'm still front desk, mm-hmm. but I'm an admin now. Oh, nice. So technically, I'm like higher up than I was before. That's cool. And so I have to train them to do, like, board packets and mail-outs and stuff, and it's just, like, and our copy machine wasn't working, and we only have one copy machine, and frankly, we should have more than one copy machine, Yeah. judging by how much stuff, how much paper we waste on a daily basis, because people want physical copies of things. But um, it's time-consuming and ridiculous, but I haven't had to sit at the front desk. Oh, nice. Which is nice, which means yeah. that my first party is not answering the phones for once. Because before, my biggest problem was I would try and get things done, but I had to drop whatever I was doing every time the phone rang, and it was mm. fucking annoying. Yeah. So now, like, two days out of the week, I'm not at my desk, and I swap desks with my coworker, who has made it a habit of leaving me little notes and stuff all around my desk, but not telling me where she's leaving them. She'll be like, I have left you six surprises, and then I'll have to, like, stumble across them throughout oh, wow. the day. <laughs> She put my my um because I think I have like seven pop figurines on my front on my desk mm-hmm. and uh, she had a box of Mike and Ike's and she cut the Mike and Ike thing out and wrote like just married on it and then put it and propped it up made a little sword for my um my Cassie and Andor pop figurine put it next to my Kylo Ren figurine and then put just married in front of it. <laughs> My god. I was like, they're not even in the same fucking Star Wars movie. No, they are not. And she's like, man, do not judge true love. (laughs) Amazing. It was so good. And then I walk up to her. She had Taco Bell for lunch. I walked up to her, and she was in the middle of whiting out the message on one of the Taco Bell hot sauce packets. Jeez, this sounds like this person has way too much time on their hands. Oh, no, no, no. She definitely does. That's what she she was like. This is what happens when you leave me up at the front. And I'm like, I wish I had that much time on my hands when I'm up at the front. What the fuck are you doing? But she was whiting it out. And you know what that reminds me of? Also, when Dela whited out her name on All Stars and eliminated herself. 
on Wow. Runners. My God. My God. What a comparison. But she was whiting out the hot sauce packet, and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, it's a surprise. And I was like, oh, no. So she's, like, hidden it somewhere on my desk, and I have no idea where it is. Interesting. Just a Taco Bell hot sauce packet. That was my week. How was yours? <laughs> uh, my week uh, has been okay so far. Um, nothing too too crazy going on. Uh, last weekend I went to... We didn't record mainly because I believe you were... I was in Colorado. I, I completely forgot to talk about that. Yeah, you were in Colorado, and I uh, went to Lucha Vavoom on a Thursday. Very interesting. I'd never been... And who been. did you see there at Lucha Vavoom? Um, I saw no one of importance. That's okay, not cool. true. That's not true. I saw, I saw uh, TJP there. You just made the list! My God, that was very loud. Um, doing doing a terrible job at covering up all of his tattoos. Yeah, no, he was not actually. I mean, he did it. Well, he, he did, did the sleeve thing was yeah. great. I love TJ. I'm sorry, but Lucha Vavoom is weird, huh? It is. It's um, it's like a mix of lucha burlesque. and burlesque, yeah, and comedy, and it it was fun. I don't know if it's something I would. Uh, go out of my way to go to, like, every time it's a thing. Yeah, I can totally see what you mean. Like, it's, 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 I don't know. I saw it when I was at Warp Tour, and I was just like, okay, I get it, but there's too many things happening on here, and I can't really settle on what I, like, what I feel like watching. And there's too many elements to it. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I was like, you can't really make wrestling matches part of a variety show. No, it's... It's weird. They also have like live com. They have live commentary, but it's just people making jokes. Uh, so it's like, I mean, it's it's fun. not like it's not like funny like funny live commentary like Hood Slam. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I just I'm not a fan of live commentary. I feel like I'm not really either. Yeah. So and the only time I would be a fan of live commentary is if it was Chuck Taylor and Excalibur, and that's it. Yeah, I I don't know. It just could for me. It just kind of takes away from from the actual event, you know. True. Speaking of Excalibur, yeah, Bola man. tickets went on sale today. Today being Thursday. Yeah, Bola tickets went on sale. Let's. Uh, we we both got all three nights. Um, I read that. Well, let's see here. Opera box and front row are completely sold out. Night three general admission is sold out. Uh, nights. One and two, you can still get uh get those GA tickets. So that's pretty uh that's pretty. I good. just want I wanted to make sure like night two I really wanted to see because it's Orange Cassidy match. Yes. Um, night three obviously would be the only one that I would have gotten front row, but then I was like, no, I don't really want to. I'm fine. Yeah, I just kind I'm of fine sitting behind my friends like I always am. Yeah, for me it it seemed like they. They had to. They had to hold off on announcing everything because I guess they were trying to. They had to find a replacement for Cavanario because uh, he had a scheduling conflict, which is strange. Isn't that the one you were excited to see? I was, but I saw him at Lucha Vavoom, so it's all good. Okay, fair. Um, but yeah, uh, the the all the first round matches look great. Um, the non tournament matches look like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm excited for Alex Zane. Yeah, Alex Zane is going to tag with Joey Janelle, and they're going to take on Blake Christensen and Tony Deppin. 
Um, Tony Deppin, average high school boyfriend. Tony Deppin is something else. I went to GCW this past weekend as well. I went to two wrestling shows. Isn't he funny? Is he funny? Or I said, isn't he funny? He is. I've seen him a couple of times. Uh, I've seen him. Anybody, more... anybody who had who who joined a contest to get married at a Taco Bell is like earns my respect. Yeah, he seems like a super cool cool dude. Um, and he has to be. He's friends with fucking uh, Jimmy. And he's also technically in Fist. Yeah, he's in we the... said that last time. I yeah. think he's in the fucking weird shit right there. Him, Icarus, and. Uh, and I think it's Huckabee is his name. Fucking the third Icarus guy is still a thing. Yeah, man. Um, Jesus. But yeah, um, very cool. I think fly into the sun already. Fuck. <laughs> they did a pretty good job with all of the um, with all of the first round matches and the non tournament matches. I feel so. I'm pretty excited. Going all three days. Um, yeah, so good. You stuff. told me you were too busy to go to Disney. I was lying. It was a lie. Okay, good. So we're going, right? I mean, sure, I guess. I don't Yay! know. Maybe there might be like a, a really sweet wrestling show that day, though. Yeah, but it's Disney and it hasn't been since bubbles. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about two hundred five live. I will. I will. Dis- full disclaimer. I sat down today when I got home and I went. Did I watch NXT? So more on that later. Because I had, because I had watched it and I completely forgot about it. So fair. I mean, we will get to that. Fair. I completely am understanding of that statement. Uh, goodness gracious! So two hundred five live. Um, and you have a note here. Uh, our our opening contest was uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher for the umpteenth hundredth time. Um, and you have a note here that says, "Yeesh, this crowd is dead." And I think. I actually put a note somewhere and then I ended up deleting it because I was like, no, I don't, I don't think uh, maybe I'm just not hearing it correctly, but apparently I was, uh, these people could not give a fuck about 205 live. They could, they did not care. And I noticed cause Akira Tozawa came out and usually he gets kind of a pop because he's fucking annoying. And yes. I mean that in an endearing way. Right. And nothing. It was like complete silence. And yeah. I went, fuck you Canadians. What the hell is going on? They were in Canada, right? I believe they were, yes. But yeah, they were just sitting on their hands. They were like doing absolutely nothing. Politely sitting on their hands. Yes. Canadian. I mean, you were correct. Akira Tozawa usually gets some sort of reaction, but the crowd just, they just didn't care. You can tell when the crowd doesn't care, like, if you weren't really noticing that kind of thing, based on Jack Gallagher's facial expressions, he tends to um, exaggerate them when the crowd is not as um, into it. Into it, yeah. he gets like he gets like really theatrical facial expressions. Like he exaggerates them a lot more. Yeah. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's an acting thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, also, uh, Tozawa was trying to pump up the crowd a little bit. And it didn't work. No. Um, I mean, match was match was fine. There was a couple of cool spots. The little uh, lift up into the ring post was pretty cool when he when Gallagher lifted him up with his legs. Yeah. And I feel like he got him. a lot more air than either of them expected. Oh, yeah. Kind of like when you accidentally jump at the same time as someone else on a trampoline and you go really fucking high. Yeah. And it scares you momentarily. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have been there before. Absolutely. I would um, love to see you on a trampoline, John. Oh, I don't I don't do any tricks. 
<laughs> I could just see you jumping up and down really like small jumps, just going wee. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, I mean, you know, this we got the the Suicida. Just I love I love Akira Tozawa's Suicida. It's I think dangerous Akira. looking. It's I know it's crazy. Um, there was a a very weird looking suplex off the top rope that Tozawa gave Gallagher to get him into position for the senton. Um, and an even more interesting finish where Gallagher actually gets his foot on the ropes, but uh, quote unquote in his excitement. Uh, Dad Kendrick. Dad Kendrick uh, hits the ropes, and Gallagher's foot uh, falls off the ropes. So I, I guess that's something to watch. I don't know. I don't understand. Like two hundred five live doesn't really have like like what are they aiming towards? What was the point of that? I, I do not know. I, I'm very confused. I wonder if it's going to be like a oh he keeps accidentally cheating, but he's actually really cheating in his he's in evil. his dad excitement. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He got too excited at his kid's softball game. I guess. Um, we had Oni Lorkin. He was saying things. I like that recap, obviously, because I missed all of it, where I was like, honestly, I just want my Biffykins to make his goblin noises. I mean, and we'll, he did. we'll get to that for sure. Um, did you see Did you see his post on Instagram where he was talking about post, like uploading a new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees? No. And he videotaped, he, he taped it, or he recorded himself at, like, a really bad angle on purpose, like, really close to his face. <laughs> because because Biff is low-key really fucking hilarious. Um, you see that if you look at his latest picture where he took a picture with Dream and he's wearing a, he's wearing a fucking Hypro shirt. And Zack Ryder's like, where the fuck did you get that? And he's like, remember you gave it to me at our sleepover. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. But I love me some Biffykins. But yeah, he says some things and I don't listen because I'm too busy batting my eyes at him and going, I love you, Biffykins. <laughs> Goodness. Up next, we had a six-man tag. Umberto Carrillo, Calisto, and Lince Dorado taking on new nasty Aria Davari and the Singh brothers. This also actually had... Oh, oh when Umberto comes out, Aiden. Woohoo! Speaking of speaking of batting eyelashes, oh and my staring goodness! Dreamily. This also had a strange uh, setup to where Umberto finds Grand Metalik and he's all like messed up, and Kalisto and Lince Dorado are like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "I just found him like this." Yeah, I just found him like this, and then they were uh, they were mad at him, but then they tagged with him and. Kalisto was fine with it, but Lince wasn't. This match was was weird because there was some tag stuff that was going on with uh, with Ref Drake. Ref Drake. That was just very strange, and it just kind of took me out of the match a little bit. Yeah. With like the they he missed the tag or he saw the tag, but then he didn't know they tag. It was just I couldn't tell what was going on and if they had done it on purpose. So I just. I was very taken out of the match that way. Um, what brought me back in was the Kalisto was doing good lucha things. Yes, that was fantastic. I really because enjoyed Vic that. Because Vic knows his fucking audience. Oh, there's there's my note about the, speaking of the audience, the hot tag to Umberto and the crowd does absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. Good lord. God damn, what the fuck. Um, but, and, like, that... that it, <sighs> 
Devari is so good. He is very good. I think he's very underrated. He's got um he's extremely underrated. He's not even new nasty anymore. He's regular nasty he's already, Devari. Reg- regular. Just regular old old Devari. <laughs> because um, he's always nasty. Yes. Um I really did like uh, Kalisto sliding and stopping himself with his foot on the bottom rope. I thought that was super cool. It was simple and elegant. And I'm weirdly shocked I haven't seen it done before. But then it's weird because when we watch NXT, ACH does something very similar. Yes, with the bottom. Yes, with the bottom. Yeah. Right. We, so we saw it twice in one week, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, Davari leaves the Singh brothers and... <laughs> Doing regular nasty Davari things. Yes. And um, another interesting finish where um, Umberto gets the... Or he does a top rope move, but is tagged uh, a blind tag from from Lince Dorado, who then in turn does another top rope move, and uh, Umberto moves out of the way immediately, and Lince Dorado gets the pin, and then we kind of get like a little a kind of a face off. So it, weird things are happening on 205 live and I'm not really Strange sure. Strange things are afoot at 205 live. Yes, very much so. But Gulak things were also happening on 205 live. He had, Which is the most important thing very to be true. honest. He had some words for us as well. He looked he looked like he belonged in like a 90s kung fu movie. <laughs> Late yes. 80s, early 90s. Yes. Like Big Trouble in Little China villain going on. I don't know. But he's Gulak, so he can't really do anything wrong in my eyes. So. Yeah. Main event time. Oni Lorcan once again challenging for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship as he takes on Drew Gulak. Um, and you have it once again, Marianne. Fucking silence. Both yeah. of these hunky goons follow me on Instagram. How, how dare y'all have the audacity to not cheer for these hunky goons. What is wrong with you? Biff was dressed like a freaking Grimace from McDonald's. Uh, were his, were his uh, boots french fries then? They were yellow. Oh my god. Wait, Grimace... Did Grimace have yellow yellow feet? No, he... I, it doesn't even matter. He was wearing purple boots last week, I think, and I was like, oh, look, it's the Grimace. And then this week, I was just like, oh, he's wearing Warriors colors. Nothing but can kill the Grimace. But mostly, I just... He, he likes to wear Ronald McDonald color, like, boots. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing, because I asked him that once, and his response was, I like colors. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I will say this match... I'm not sure if I enjoyed it more than the uh, match they had had at SummerSlam. Uh, just a couple of days before this, um, but Oni is bumping like a maniac, going all he over the place. He is a maniac. Um, He's a maniac. Man. Sorry. The uh, half and half superplex was super cool, um, and then we get the foot on the rope, which is sad. Yeah, sad Biffy is not something I like seeing. Yeah. And they were like, "How heartbreaking for Oni," and I was like, "Stop talking about it. I'm getting sad." Then him. he just uh, decided to slap the shit out of Gulak, basically. Typical Oni. And honestly. then uh, we get a Gulak out of nowhere, and then that's the end of the match, basically. And that's it. That was that. Was that. The end. NXT. Boy, oh boy. NXT was something. Skipping that fucking intro, though. That was exciting. Yeah, goodness. Uh, Could let me, not wait for that shit. Let me tell you, uh, that is a Slipknot song. I listened to Slipknot's new album, and who boy, that is uh, some hit and miss right there, if there ever was one. The Slipknot oh, album? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
All right, we had uh, Brizongo taking on the Forgotten Sons, and my first question is, uh, toot it or boot it, Brizongo? Honestly, I really don't think I could ever boot them. So because their their personalities will make any outfit work. Because to them, an outfit never wears them. They always wear the outfit. Have you heard that phrase before? I have heard that, yes. Yes. So it's like they could wear something ridiculous and I could be like, yeah, I can see it. It still works. It's kind of like, again, I'm going to say this, um, this reference for a handful of people who know who Noel Fielding is. Noel Fielding can wear any outfit and make it look great. Mm-hmm. I feel like both of those, both of them, as long as they match. Yeah. All right. So match, you... match, your, match your gear so it's real. All right. Toot it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I could ever boot them. I would say the only reason I brought it up is because um, we're not. I don't think we're really used to seeing them wear something cohesive. At, well, not cohesive, but um, not filled with color. Yes, I do. I think my biggest my my shoot gear of all time, I think, is Fandango's pants from like years ago that had his own silhouette on them. Mm, yes. On the bell of his pants. Yes. He said like Lisa Frank colors, but yes. it doesn't matter because to them it's the it's not necessarily the colors; it's the silhouette of what they're wearing. Absolutely. So it's the same shape of things as long as he's wearing bell bottoms, then it's the same. You know, as long as Tyler Breeze has tassels, fucking somewhere. Yeah. It's the same. So it's like they have that one. They have that one niche thing that they have to have all the time in order to make it their actual outfit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. I thought this was a fun little match. I really don't have a lot of notes on it. I mean, Fandango... I think Fandango is underrated, too. I agree, and he looks really good. It's good to have him back. I think putting Brizongo on NXT is good for everyone. I think it... Remember when I told you his finisher was a Falcon Arrow and you briefly didn't believe me? Yes, I do. (laughs) And you were like, no, it isn't. I'm like, yes, it is. Nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. Except everybody Uh... does. Um... They do the the basic uh, Fandango or I'm sorry Breezango gets the win. Um, the middle portion of this entire NXT, as it usually is after a uh, takeover, is just recap. So um, I thought they did a re- they were very well done, especially the recap for the tournament that they had, which we are going to talk about the finals right now. It was Jordan Miles, aka ACH. Taking on Cameron Grimes. Terrible name. AKA Trevor Lee. And you actually, I think this is where I had the note, but you have the note once again. And if you would like to say it, go for it. Damn, no one gives a flying fuck about this main event. Jordan Miles came out and no, everyone, it was dead silent. And once it was like awkward to watch. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, Toronto, get it together. This is an NXT crowd. You should know who this person is. Goodness gracious. Um, I mean, what did you think of the match? I mean, I mean, I, I, it was it was good. I honestly was just glad to see a classic Trevor Lee move that I've been waiting to see from him. Oh, the uh, flippy do jumping power slam one. Yes. Uh, classic, classic Trevor Lee. Literally every match in PWG, he did that move. Every yeah. match. If he didn't, it was shocking. Um, <laughs> I honestly miss Trevor Lee's music because it was always so fitting and obnoxious, just like him. And I can't handle, like, Trevor Lee music that doesn't have lyrics. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? If yeah. anybody's supposed to should have lyrics to their fucking song, it's goddamn Trevor Lee. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, this this match was it was fine. Um, the audience was like chanting, um, "This is awesome." At one point. I mean, I didn't really think it was. It wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're going to... Ch-. But it wasn't even, like, loudly chanting. It was like, let's just find something to chant and chant it. So they Basically. just said that. Yeah. And I was like, is it, though? Like, I found, I found myself paying more attention after I heard them saying that, and I could not see what they were talking about. Yeah. That's not, a, not an insult to those two wrestlers. They're both fucking fantastic. Yes. We've seen them before. Yeah. But it was, it was just like, do they know what they're watching did they like spin the wheel and land on that chant and decide to cohesively do it or what the fuck i don't know i have no idea but i mean the match was fine um there was some there was some cool stuff in it um uh, miles gets the win via the midnight star which is what he calls his 450 splash um and he gets the contract to uh wrestle a champion of his choosing uh, going forward in NXT, so um, yep, there you go. Cool. Yeah, not what? entirely stoked on that, but that's my <laughs> usual feelings for NXT. So fair enough. I, I speaking of NXT, I know we've never, I'm never ever going to do this again. I promise you. Uh, Adam Cole getting mad shit from Britt Baker for chewing tobacco. Oh wow. She's a dentist, yeah. and she was posting, I guess, in her story like the dangers of chewing tobacco, and it was just a major shade. Amazing. To Adam Cole. That's great. It was so funny. Jaren sent it to me, and it was just like, damn. She was like slamming on him so hard. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, good, because he's garbage. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, um, I will just as a note uh, let you know that uh, NXT UK has uh, moved back to, they only have one episode a week now, so... Remember when they were doing two? Yes, and, and it was overwhelming. It was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I don't want to watch two episodes, but how the fuck am I supposed to I don't want to watch two episodes of a show that doesn't know what they are yet. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they still know what they are, but we'll see. I mean, we've got the, I think it's two weeks, uh, three weeks away from their um, their takeover. So I'll definitely uh, definitely check that out when we get there. Do you see this um this picture of before we get to our classic match of Oni and Velveteen Dream? Yeah, that's the one I just talked about where he's wearing a hypro shirt. Oh, but he's he says Dream said he's not two oh five pound two oh two hundred and five pounds, but we made a fist and took a picture anyway. Yeah. Oni it's is ki- he's killing it on all social medias right he's now. He's really funny. Yeah. He's like really funny and you would never know because he he has this 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 character where he just he's very very like probably one of the he has one of the driest senses of humor out of anyone I've met. It's great. Like he's so hilarious. Like his his sense of humor is um very much in the ballpark of Tramperetta. Yeah, I could see that. So it's like they're very dry. Speaking of Tramperetta and Chuck Taylor, the fucking video of them with the ice cream cones. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's just Oh the my best. god. It's just the best. It's the greatest the greatest content the internet has to offer. It was just so good and I miss Dustin so much. My big dog. You just made the list. I get to see him at Bola. I guess he'll be doing commentary, right? Yeah, he'll be there. I know he'll be there. Um, giant asshole. 
Um, but anyways. Let's talk about our classic match, which it still says next week for some reason. I don't know why. And also, I'm just realizing now that I didn't pick a match for it next week. But anyway, let's talk about this this we'll week. We'll leave that open to listeners. Yeah, we could do that. Give us a match. We could do that. Um, Great American Bash 1989. Sting versus the Great Muda for the WCW World Television Championship. Um, which opening killer opening music are you talking the, about? The, open, the, kill, the opening music to the entire pay-per-view. Oh, I it, skipped like, It screamed Power Rangers to me, and I got really excited. Awesome. Absolutely. As you should. <laughs> so... Uh, my first note is, uh, I put it back a little bit before the match starts and we have this backstage promo (laughs) with Sting and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Sting's like, he's talking like this and he's talking really low and he's talking about how he's not going to get excited, but he's, he's just so excited, but he's not going to get excited. And then he walks away like screaming. And I, it just, I'm going to send it to Kyle and be like, this reminded me of you and I don't know why, but I, it, the, I reading do know why. what you said that yeah. and I couldn't, I immediately knew what you were talking about. I knew exactly what you were talking about and I could not stop laughing. I had to like pause and I was laughing so hard. Oh my God. Because any uh, listeners don't know Kyle, but anybody, if you, if you do personally know Kyle, Oh my God! I mean, the if, truth in that statement. Yeah, and if you've listened to our pa- like way, way, way back, and you've listened to any episodes that Kyle, the way has he been carries on, himself you, like verbally is yeah. very much like that. You would absolutely know what what we're talking about. Um, Sting's theme music is a fucking banger. He <laughs> he always had an amazing theme music, but this one, this one brought me back. For sure. Nobody who shares birthdays with me is allowed to not have a banger. Fair enough. All of his music was, was pretty good. Birthday buds. And what we got to talk about now is Marianne Sting's outfit from this match. Toot it or boot it? It reminded me of uh, our aerobics instructor Barbie. <laughs> like, the all of classic Sting's outfits, they remind me of Barbie accessories that you could get when I was a kid. Like, the colors, the patterns, the tassels, that jacket that he was wearing especially. I had a Barbie. My very first Barbie that I got when I was three years old was a cowgirl Barbie. Oh. Still have her. Still have the whole outfit. Nice. And it reminded me, that jacket reminded me of that specific Barbie. Oh. It's just, it, it like, the clothes that you could get Yeah. for, like, oh, my God. Just all of his outfits. And now the more I think of it, especially that color combination that he was wearing, very Barbie. The (laughs) patterns, very Barbie. Like, and I I don't mean that in, like, uh, like to emasculate Sting or anything, because it's very much that time period. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just reminded me of all of the Barbie clothes that I could get in, like, the early 90s. Oh, my goodness. Late 80s, early 90s. Like orange, that shade of orange and like teal, just very much that. <laughs> I want to. I want to. Do you know what? Somebody get me a, a Sting Barbie. Oh my god! So you're tooting I will, it. I will get a Barbie and I will dress it like female Sting. I'll do it. I swear to God. Goodness. So this is a toot for you. Oh, absolutely. All right, I agree. I agree. And uh, another toot for me, but apparently you did not see it. Uh, this world television title is so fucking great. It looks so good. 
I didn't know what it looked like. I just assumed it was a tiny TV with a belt attached to it. No, that is definitely not what it is. It's so a... the belt, like the belt part, is not a TV. No, it's not. It, this... Oh, then fucking boot. This. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the strap is red. It's a uh, a red strap, uh, silver um, belt with. I think it has like red and blue embroidering, or I, I don't know, whatever it's called. Speaking speaking of televisions, um, have you seen that thing going around where there was some some guy in Virginia was leaving TVs on people's doorsteps? Yes, I did see that. And he had a, he was walking around with a TV on his head. Huh. He, like, literally had a TV for a head, and he would leave, like, old televisions on people's doorsteps, and people that had ring doorbells mm. would have it recorded, and he did it for, like, like two blocks or something, just, like, random televisions, and he would stop and stare at the, the ring doorbell and, like, wave three times and then turn around and walk away, like, all robotic. Like, it's a guy with a TV on his head just leaving televisions on people's doorsteps. That's so weird. That's hilarious. It reminded me of this guy at Fanime who, um, he had a TV on his head, and it worked. Oh, well, he was probably cosplaying, uh, oh boy, that guy from Saga. Oh, it doesn't even matter. The fact that you could play video games on his fucking head. That is pretty cool, yeah. It's lit. It is indeed Literally lit. lit. It is indeed lit, and this match was also pretty lit. We Why got, were there two rings? Because our main event at Great American Bash was a War Games match, which involves two. It wasn't the match that was directly before the one. This one wasn't it a tornado tag match? I I it wasn't our know. podcast match with the Steiner brothers. Oh, it wasn't our. Okay, I I was not aware. Pretty sure it was in our podcast match. Interesting. Hmm. Um, this match starts off with Sting flying from ring to ring, and it oh, is absolutely explain insane. Explain the concept of the two rings. What kind of match was it? War Games. Okay, which is it's a four on or well, it depends really. It's it's like four on four on four, five on five. Uh, two men start in, and the ring is surrounded by a cage with a top, um, and. Uh, there's a quote-unquote coin toss. Wait, why are there two rings? I don't understand. Because there's going to be a million people in the ring, and it's to settle a feud. I don't get it. Why just not? Why not just like make a massive ring? I mean, because that would cost probably a lot more. Wait, why? Why is there two? I don't get it, John. I literally just told you. No, but I don't understand how there's how there could be one match going on with two rings. It, oh boy, I don't. I... I don't I don't know what else to say. Oh my god, I've... somebody explain this to me. Anyways, this match. War War Games. D- NXT has done it like a couple We're of two times. Two rings? Yes. What the fuck? The... Uh, then again, NXT puts me to sleep. Oh my god. So yeah, it's it's two rings. The cage has a top. It's just a bunch of dudes beating the shit out of each other. Basically what happens is Two guys start off, and then whoever... One in each ring? No, they're just fighting each other in whichever ring they care to fight in. Um, And whoever wins the coin toss gets to... They get basically the man advantage. So when the countdown ends, another another man enters. So they they always have the advantage until the match uh, is full of both teams. And then I believe they call it... The the match beyond starts. 
uh, which basically means first pinfall or submission wins. And and this match can take that's two different teams, and so whoever gets the pinfall in either ring. Yes. Okay. That's it does. Still yeah. Weird. Doesn't matter which ring it is. It's just twelve to ten to twelve dudes beating the fuck out what of each bonkers other. Bonkers concept. Yeah. It's it's okay. a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I'm just gonna call it a bonkers match from now on. That's fine. So that's why there's two rings, and that's why Sting flew quite literally from one ring into the other to attack me. gracefully, I might add. Yeah, it was it was great. Sting was uh was very graceful throughout this entire match. Um You know what it was? It was the aerobics instructor. It had it had to have been. I will also just say when he no sold Muda's spin kick, that was utterly hilarious. He just stood there as he spin kicked him. Good so stuff. So good. Um, and every time somebody says the great Muda, who obviously I know who that is, but I immediately think of Cassius Ono telling me that he calls uh, <laughs> he calls Mojo Rally the great Mutati. Oh my god. Which I think is the funniest thing in the world to me. That is pretty funny. Um, there were, I mean, 1989, uh, you usually just had, you cheered the bad guy, or you cheered the uh, good guys and you booed the bad guys, but... Um, we had a decent-sized Muda chant um, going through, at least, uh, you know, audible. We could hear it, um, which I found pretty insane for at least the time. If you go back to where it's like, boo, bad guy, yay, good guy. That's just my opinion, I guess. Yeah. Everybody um, was, like, totally sold on what they were trying to... Yeah. Let's not have our own opinion. They're trying to shove this person. All these people would have loved Roman Reigns. Oh my god, they would have. What a time. What a time. What a time 1991 was. Yo, I thought it was 1989. 1989. I wasn't even born yet, John. Did I tell you that? It was 1991. Oh, that's that's a plug I have to do at the end of the show. Never mind. Okay. Um, I'm like, why was I thinking of 1991? And now I remember. Did you notice that everyone working ringside, like all the cameramen, they were all dressed like Dave Meltzer? No, I didn't notice that. They were all dressed like fucking Dave Meltzer. My god. Like, light-colored denim shirts tucked in. Yeah. Um, like, New Balance. Wow. Like, I don't know what was happening, but they New all balance. were dressed like Dave Meltzer. My goodness. Um, I will say, uh, this match was... It started off really hot, and then, you know, you gotta get the rest holds in because everyone's winded. Uh, Muda looked <laughs> great in this match. Um, he ends up misting um, the referee, a young Nick Patrick, who gets misted, uh, and then... We have a another referee whose name is Young come Tommy Young comes in and he tries to get the count and we we end with a a fucking back suplex which is I thought was very strange. Uh, Sting gets the pin, um, but there is a lot of commotion afterwards. I was so confused by this. It was weird because um, Jr. goes, "Oh, both shoulders were down." And the crowd is chanting bullshit in 1989, which is crazy. Yeah. I, and, um... Gilbert's fucking running around like goddamn McMurray from Letterkenny. Wow. There was just... It was all crazy bullshit happening. And Muda ends up stealing the belt and running away with it. And they are like, well, let's look at the replay. And then none of the stuff that they said that was happening, like, with the replay actually happened in the video they were showing. Yeah, it was like, if they sl- slowed it down and went, whoa, fuck, they totally messed up and everything that was supposed to happen didn't happen. Yeah, they were like, well, his shoulder's up there, but it's down there and his shoulder never moves. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh boy, this is a bad. Oh cover goodness. Up. Well, here's Lex Luger. <laughs> yeah, any, anyway, here's Lex Luger. Um, I thought it was fun. I liked it, but the ending was was very strange. Um, this this episode just full of lots of strange endings. High strangeness going on here. That might be the name of the episode. Strange things are afoot at Tornado yes. Tag. Yes, they are. Man, Bill and Ted, strange things are afoot. I went to a Circle K for the first time when I was in Colorado. Oh, really? I had never been to one before, even though we have them in California. There's one in Gilroy, and I've still never been there. My God. Yeah, I know. Um, it was attached to a Popeyes. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. Classy uh, shit I was doing out there. We, <laughs> we have two questions. They are both from Mike. Who who will be at Bola? He will be at Bola night three. Um, so excited to hang out with Mike super soon. Excited to hang out with him outside of Gallifrey one and talking on the various social media outlets. He has two questions. Or wait, he technically has three three questions. He says, "Is the Johnny Wrestling main event style going too far with kickouts?" So he he's basically asking. Are there too many kickouts in professional wrestling? Marianne. Oh, absolutely. There is such a thing, if that's what the question was. Yes, that was basically. Oh, there absolutely is such a thing. Basically, like a main event that, ha- like, it, it just seems to never end. Which, um, um, the only exception I have to that is the Keith Lee Donovan Dijak match from uh, Bola, like, two years ago. Oh, man. I gotta, I gotta watch that. Was that was Kickout Fucking City. It was so stressful, but brilliant. So. Yeah. I that bet. was the only time it was okay with me, and I don't know why. Um, and somebody else asked me this. They're like, aren't you just sick of all the kickouts? I'm like, I am for the most part, but usually when I watch New Japan, uh, I'm I'm, and I don't know the results, I'm usually into them. I don't know why, but uh, there was, I think, you know what? There was a match over... Uh, <laughs> it was at GCW, and it involves two people that are going to be um, in that tag match we we talked about earlier. Where I was just like, "Can this fucking match just end?" Because they were just kicking out of everything. And I think you need to do kickouts need to happen when the consistency of the match is level. Yeah. Like you can't have any low points. Right. Like, I, that's what I remember most about the Keith Lee Donovan Dijak match, is it was the same energy level all the way throughout, and it was, like, insane. Like, they, it was consistently, it was just consistent insanity all the way through, to the point where every time there was a kick out, you're like, oh my god, fuck! And everyone's, <laughs> like, having a goddamn heart attack, because it was insane. Nice. But you need to have the same level of consistency. You can't do kick out, you can't do so many kick outs when there's, like, a dip in the energy of the match. Yeah. Need, people need to still be excited. Otherwise, they're going to get annoyed. Where It's easy to annoy you and I, though. So that <laughs> might be saying something. But what match were you talking about at GCW? Uh, the match I was talking about at, uh, at GCW was... Um, it was the match Alex Zane was in. Alex Zane, you should know better. Well, I think... He's this... a good, fluffy guy. Oh, no, no, no. And he's tall. So I stood... He stood next to me after his match... And he was talking to some people, um, and uh, he seemed like a very nice guy. He's really fucking cool. Like, really easy to talk to. Like, really, really cool. Really cool guy. I spent, like, three days with him when I was in Seattle. He's really awesome. Like, But it yeah. was it was the Alex Zane-Blake Christian uh, match, which, I mean, it was a fun match, but it got to the point where I think the ring actually, one of the ring posts came off, or not the posts, one of the turnbuckles, like, 
it came undone and they were just like i think one of them hit the other one with it and i'm just like how how far are we going here like because they were kicking out of everything but i think yeah. it ended on a really fucking cool it was it it was a 450 or a 630 from the second rope it was very cool but both those yeah, guys he's, he's a tall guy and he can do crazy good stuff yeah i mean they're nothing against them it's just i think yeah this might have been like their quote unquote bit like the biggest show that they've done possibly yeah so i mean it landed them a pwg gig yeah hey do you know what's really funny i'm looking at the pro wrestling yeah and speaking of pro wrestling gorilla i'm looking at their banner and let's let's go down their their banner shall we it goes um jeff cobb still there keith lee nxt uh i believe this is matt jackson aw um matt seidel nowhere um <laughs> chuck T- chuck taylor aw trevor lee nxt um i mean zach saber jr still kind of sort of around i miss zach saber jr I do too. He's, he's really nice he yeah he um his new japan stuff and just him in general is just just the stuff he says out of this it's hilarious out of this world uh super dragon who's basically retired uh nick jackson aw uh marty scroll roh trent aw matt riddle i don't give a shit about marty scroll my god matt riddle nxt so it's just basically everyone is everyone is gone from this band yeah Chuck Taylor doesn't count. Um, he he tweeted the other day. I want to brag about how I was an indie wrestling legend for like 13 years, and how it's crazy that it's coming to an end. But I'll almost certainly get fired, and I have to go back to the indies, so I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Ma- Mike also asks, who is your favorite animal themed wrestler? That's a really really good question. Yeah. Probably Hermit Crab because that's the first oh one that comes God. to mind. Because I sent you that video that one time, and yes. I was like, "What in the fuck is this?" Animal themed? No, like no fire ant. Fire ant? Does that count? Does that count? I mean, I guess. I feel like there's one really important one that I'm missing. I mean, the but fire ant is like proletariat boar of Moldova because he's oh, actually a boar. He's not really a boar, yeah. Yeah. And he also apparently smells really good. Oh, that's good. That's what I've heard. Um, probably Fire Ant. I have a massive crush on Fire Ant. I mean, Fire Ant's great. I think that's a good that's a good pick there. I think I, don't, you can't I feel do. like there's there's like really like a really obvious one that's not even like Shikara related, and I can't even. Hmm. Yeah, I really can't think of one, honestly. Weird. Yeah, very strange. Well, um, you think of interspecies wrestling? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, what a weird promotion that is. <laughs> yes. Um. The crab from that promotion. Sure. Is your favorite? Sure, why not? Zoidberg. Um, Zoidberg, yes. Um, he also asks, do you think Tony Khan will have the Jaguars invade an NFL game on a tank? I think this is just for me, Marianne. And I'll say, yeah, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> um, that's it, Marianne. Okay. I laughed at the absurdity of that, not because I understood it. We got nothing. I got nothing else. 
I don't think I do either. I am looking currently at my latest pop figurine. Would you like to know who it is? Yes. You you wouldn't know. It's Karama from Yu Show. I found it at GameStop when I was looking for a cord to replace the TV out for my Sega Genesis 2. <laughs> and you just happened upon a pop figurine. Yes, which I, I did. Believe it was just the Karama happens. one, which is the one I was been looking for. And I remember nice. telling this to Xavier Woods. I was like, oh, you're at Comic-Con. Go get you some... Uh, I was like, stop doing this. Go find Yu Show pop figurines. And he was like, I pre-ordered those. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> like, <laughs> Damn. But I got a Karama one and I was really excited. And when I was in the process of... Because I was looking for uh, a General Hux or a Kylo Ren without a mask. Because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, a Ben Solo, you might, one might say. I'm surprised they don't sell a shirtless Ben Solo. Like Ben Swolo pop figurine. <laughs> I would own that so fast. Um, but they did you know that they have in sync pop figurines? Yes, I did. And I found a Chris Kirkpatrick and a Joey Fatone, and I wanted really, really, I wanted to get the Joey Fatone one, but I knew that I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I just had one member of NSYNC, and I was like, I can't afford, nor do I want to get all of them, because the Backstreet Boys are better. Mm. And I have the Backstreet Boys ones on pre-order. Nice. So. But yeah, I almost got a Batista as well, because I love Batista. Bautista? Bautista, Batista, Blutista, Blutista, all the names. What a stellar human being he is. <laughs> but anyways, are we going to do our plug-ins? Well, I actually do have two plugs. I will be appearing on um, the Geek Offensive, and we will be talking about... Um, this is just... I'll plug it when it comes out. I think it comes out next week. Um, but we're going to be talking about... Uh, they do a series called Sincere Garbage... And I have been on it a couple of times, and we, I love that name. And it's whenever we do, uh, whenever they do a movie that has a wrestler in it, I am the one they call upon to watch this garbage. Is it just things that are sincerely garbage? Yes, and that's uh, amazing. Suburban Commando is going to be what we're watching. The 1991 Hulk Hogan starring movie, which also has Christopher Lloyd and um, Shelley Duvall in it. Shelly Duvall? Yeah. Like and from The Shining? Yes. And <laughs> Mean Mark Call- Calloway, otherwise known as, as the, Undertaker. the fucking Undertaker, is in That's this. That's terrible. Yeah, but he I'm very sure it's a very small part from what I remember. Did I tell you I asked Simon Gotch who his what his favorite Undertaker was and he said uh American Badass Undertaker and I went, Wow. You just made the list. Goodness. It upset me a little bit goodness booger red as uh jr used to call him uh and then also a friend of the show chris i'm gonna be making a return to uh strong style story and chris i'm sorry i couldn't see you when i was in denver oh yeah you'll see him at bola huh you'll see him at bola yeah, but I wanted to see him on his turf. Yeah, I was. I went to. I drove to Denver in my dad's car to go see a friend of mine had a show, and Chris, Chris was going to come out, and then he couldn't, and I was like, bummer. And then I, Chris, I didn't go to Neaters. I didn't get um my key lime tart. You Midwest people are the greatest with your your amazing pastries. Bring me some verbola. Anyways, our plugs. So I'm going to be on uh, Strong Style Story. We're going to talk about. Um, we're going to do a post uh, G1 um, talk where I will just say, fuck Gato, he sucks, over and over again. Um, and we're going to talk about Super J Cup, which is, holy moly, that's uh, ooh, that's in two weeks. Never mind, it's not next week. 
Um, and uh, we're going to talk about the Royal Quest show. So all what, what Japan things are going on Bola weekend? Nothing. Nothing. I don't think so. Oh, you mean like in L.A. or just in general? No, just in general. I have no idea. I would have to look. Because I would cry if Moxley just appeared at Bola. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah you would. You definitely. I would. would. I would literally just break down. My okay. my like it would it would be possibly worse than the first time I ever saw Chuck Taylor in person, which was really bad. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Richard, listener, listens to our podcast. Richard was there for this. My God. I was good times. I was sobbing. Everybody was staring at me. Oof. And this was before he even won anything. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw him. If the music hit and I burst into tears, it was pathetic. Yeesh. And he called me. He called me a fucking creep later. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I am, but yeah. Fair, fair enough. Please like us on Facebook. Yes, like us on Facebook and follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsaults, and you can follow John at JP Thrice. Does that person still have the name JP Three? Yeah, dude, it's really an annoying, asshole. and I check. I periodically check. Every once in a while, and uh, it's still taken. It's very annoying. Is it, it's still an egg? <clears throat> yeah, it's still an egg. Fucking disgusting. Report this person. Ugh. Yeah, I know. But anyways, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify, and still SoundCloud, um, if that's your thing. Just search for Tornado Tag Radio. Please rate and review us as well. I would love to read reviews about yeah. how funny I am. That would be great. Give us some reviews. We would love to. It would be telling me nothing I don't know already. <laughs> but still. Uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Still uh, better get us a local talent mug out there. Yes, we need a local talent shirt. Uh, um, we're probably also going to redesign just the regular TTR logo. I, have to I really want to... a local talent mug, mostly because it's funny even out of context. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I I should I should work on that. It's not like it has to be like crazy or anything. No, I know it. It might just be. It it might be just exactly like in the uh, "What a Time to Be Undead" font, and I'll just put the Tornado Tech Radio logo maybe on the back. I don't know. (laughs) Like a local talent. A local talent. Um, It genuinely is funny without the context. Yes, (laughs) yes, it is. Uh, Support TTR and all the other podcasts on the Night of the Living Geek Network. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. I believe Vince uh, upped his donation to the cause, so thank you, what? Vince. Yeah, we appreciate what that. What do you want from us, dude? He just want, he just likes our sweet, sweet content, and that's it. Our sweet, sweet baby content. I guess so. All right, well, there's only <laughs> a, <laughs> there's only one thing left to do, so man, if you will. Why was that so pervy sounding? I'm sorry. Please ring the bell. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NOTLG.com. Hey, 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 hey,